1: Make some noise Orange fans, it's time for the Cuse Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cuse Nation Podcast. All right,
0: what's up Cuse Nation? Welcome to the Cuse Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music. This is episode 24. This will be our episode for the month of May. Um, We'll hit it up once a month with some spring, summer Syracuse news. So welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Joe, what's up, buddy?
1: What's going on, man? It's been Uh, a while.
0: It's been a while. It's been a while. I went from, I think I went, last time we talked, I went from uh, Bud Light to Beer Snob over the past (laughs) month. I I got one Bud Light that's been sitting in my fridge for for about um about a month i guess Since so it's yeah. probably about the last time so must look, be saving it for me huh yeah dude that that's what I was gonna, are you getting back to uh Syracuse this summer at all
1: i i do not know there's uh something that's going on that i'm thinking about going up there for but it's uh i don't know I'll it's more there. of like a it's like a drinking olympics type thing that my buddies are getting together uh
0: Where's that at?
1: So, it's all over the place. I mean, I guess it consists of like uh, swimming, like game what, of horse, like it, nine nine holes of golf.
0: It's like a drinking triathlon, or what?
1: Pretty much, yeah.
0: That sounds teams, awesome.
1: Teams of two, random, and uh, might be a little a little scratch, a little money involved. You know. <laughs> I'm still thinking about it, but as far as, you know, usually I got a wedding or something, but I got nothing this year. So. Yeah, I've
0: got a wedding in July, so I'll be there in July. I'll be doing a ticket uh, ticket dump. Yeah, tickets, that's what I'm doing. A sticker dump. I got some stickers um, left over from the last, um, the last season, so I want to get rid of those. And uh, we have a new logo uh, I designed, so get rid of some those. Like it get, too. Some, get some new stickers, and uh, I'll be dumping those all over.
1: Yeah, Syracuse. just a slow time with Syracuse sports right now. That's all, you know.
0: Yeah, it's a slow time. It is a slow time. You're right. So, anyway, I was saying, I um, I I I started drinking. Someone introduced me to sour beer. Have you ever tried a sour beer, dude?
1: I have not, dude.
0: You try sour beer, bro. <laughs> I'll shoot you. I'll shoot you. A, I'll shoot you a couple that you need to try. Yeah, yeah. You get. You can only get them at craft beer stores, though. But, um, no. and they're a little pricey. You can buy them by the can, you know. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Um, I might check it out. Send me. Send me a couple. Yeah. A couple I'll, of names. I'll
0: give you. I'll drop you a couple names. And um, as far as anything else goes, um, as far as like, getting into getting into town and doing the stickers and stuff like that, we'll go ahead and obviously we'll I'll um. Put all that stuff on Facebook, um, where you can pick them up. So, all right. Well, we have a little bit of news. I mean, I mean, we don't have a ton, but the the spring game came and went. Um, we had some basketball stuff. We had just we had our fingertips on Justin Tucker for a moment, and um, uh, Elijah Hughes is is a transfer. I believe it'd be his sophomore year, right? He just finished his freshman year.
1: Yeah, he's going to have to sit out this year, but uh, he'll have three years of eligibility starting in 2018. So he'll yeah. take a roster spot for this year, but, um, yeah.
0: He's going to be seated.
1: He'll be seated this year like what Chukwa had to do, sit down a year, but he'll be good to go next year, so.
0: Right. So, well, what do you what do you think? Well, first of all, the Justin Tucker thing is like a kick right in the abdomen, man.
1: N- yeah. Well, that's like the stuff I tell you about, like, the – trickle-down effect of recruiting. You know, they talked a little bit sparingly, but Duke never reached out because they wanted Kevin Knox, who they thought was a better recruit. And then, lo and behold, Kevin Knox goes and commits to Kentucky instead of Duke. And, well, now Duke needs another player like that, so they're going to trickle down to the next guy on their list, and it just happened to be him, which was unfortunate because he was pretty close to making his decision between us and Georgia Tech. Yeah. Then last Sunday, Duke offers him a scholarship, and he says he's going to visit Duke this week before he makes his decision, and what hurt even more was the fact that he came out and talked about how he was going to make his decision, you know, between today and Monday, Uh, and it was between Syracuse and Duke, which tells me that he was going to pick us over Georgia Tech until Duke came in, and um, yeah, he picked Duke today at noon through Twitter, so... Yeah, I'm, definitely. I'm he would easily the been our, our best recruit as far as rankings wise. Anyway, coming in so
0: officially a Duke Blue Devil. And he's got he's with Coach K. Um, picture of him with Coach K. Well, I mean, it just sucks. It sucks losing it to Duke too. <laughs> it does. It sucks yeah. losing it to Duke. What is he six seven? I mean, he's huge. Yeah, he's yeah six seven um shoot yeah you can it, slash yeah dude he's a beast so that's very unfortunate but i'm sure ryan's all smiles
1: oh so. yeah he's just laughed he laughed about it he had to call and tell me and oh he did of course yeah and the thing is too is that the duke they had a couple guys transfer and they lost so many guys due to graduation and just going to uh to the nba yeah even their uh a freshman point guard frank jackson from last year who started coming out at the end of the year he is staying in the draft as well so they Ooh, um cool. usually i mean maybe he wouldn't have went if duke would have been able to you know maybe tell him that he's gonna have to sit or if they had a lot of people coming back but duke has got a lot of spots for the taking yes. next year so
0: yes they do i don't blame coach k one bit but he did steal that one from us so yes, he did. I feel like he did. But that's
1: just all part of the game, man.
0: Yeah. That, but anyway, well, that that's cool. Good for him. He'll be on a good team. Duke is going to be another force next year. I mean, they always are. It doesn't really matter. Um, uh, I, I just, a side note, You're, uh, Joe's we- are you wearing a Trapper shirt?
1: <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> so, sorry. Just Shout out to trapper Pizza I play so pump. much volleyball, I have like one of every color, you can imagine, so... Yeah. They've either turned into rags or just house T-shirts. So. That was
0: the the last time I randomly ran into you in Syracuse was at Trappers. It was at Trappers.
1: Yeah. Yep. So that was that was when I still was living there. So, but yeah. Um. Yes, sir. As oh, far as these so, other recruits go, yeah, um, Elijah Hughes. Yeah, Elijah Hughes. He the- comes in as a transfer from East Carolina, and um, there's actually a story on Syracuse.com about him uh, three four years back um he was went to like a Bayheim camp in syracuse that's right yeah and then he was he's a native uh, guy from i think new york city and um he ended up uh we ended up not offering him because we got ty's battle um he was just ahead on the list and um he went to east carolina for a year and he asked for his release to transfer because he wants to be closer to home so and he uh he visited and and he committed right away. So he's going to sit out this year. And assuming that Tyus Battle makes he makes the strides he did last year, Tyus Battle will be going to the NBA next year. So he'll just step in for him, who ironically we you know recruited over him. So
0: kind of full circle.
1: Yeah, he's he's a he's a uh, Syracuse fan from from the beginning. So right, he growing up he was a Syracuse fan. So yeah, yeah. He so spoke, that yeah. That, leaves, that leaves us with um with ten scholarships. Well sorry, with two scholarships left, uh, for this, this year. And the, um, I mean, granted this time last year, we didn't, we didn't even know what John, who John Gillen or Andrew White were. So there's still a lot of time when it comes to the recruiting, but, uh, as far as the people that they're still going for, they got, um, Sidney Wilson, actually, he reclassed from 2018 to 2017. I guess he's going to graduate early, uh, and um, or because of his age he's he can reclassify to 2017 so he tweeted out that his top six is Syracuse, Texas, Yukon, Florida, St. John's, and Georgia Tech so um, and he's from the Bronx as well and he's uh, went to Brewster Academy where CJ Fair, Torian Thompson, uh, C.J. Uh, Chris McCullough went to so we got a little bit of a pipeline there so that might be the natural guy that we go for next because he's a 6'6 small forward swing player kind of just like tucker so and then also we got that guy uh mark Dol- i'm doing the best to pronounce his name but the 6'9 forward from Slo- slovakia
0: oh yes yes you were telling me about him
1: yeah he actually came and, and uh visited this past week and um he's that syracuse is actually the only school in the united states he's actually visited he's Got some interest from some other schools, Georgia Tech, Wake Forest, Vanderbilt, teams like that. But um, so far, I think, I don't know if it's just an academic thing or him just deciding if, if he wants to um, to come to school in the United States or not. But And also I guy to look out for, uh, graduate transfer, the first one that we've heard, um, he's a guard from South Florida. Uh, and he um, actually led South Florida in points and assists last year and um, shot 37.5% from three-point line. So he's a 6'4 guard. Um, that would be another guy that would be able to come in like a Gillen or a White like right. last year. So, But we only have room for two of them, um, so it's going to be interesting to see. So he would take up,
0: he would take up a scholarship?
1: He would take up a scholarship for this year, yes.
0: Right, so then we'd be left with one more.
1: Then we left with one more between the other guys. So really, right. it just comes down to, uh, I mean, are you going to take one of the freshman guys and then go for the graduate? I mean, are we going to get any of them? I mean, Sidney Wilson's got a pretty good uh, a list of teams. So, I mean, I don't know. As far as the Hughes uh, goes, that pretty much is telling me that Bayheim's kind of looking toward uh, building depth for the future, especially considering that we're going to be gaining some scholarships back starting next year.
0: Right. We All of our sanctions will be lifted next year. Um, and like you mentioned earlier, Hughes will have – he'll have three years if he decides to play for three years there. Right, right. And um, so. you're right. And that's what we were talking about with having Bayheim come, you know, commit again to coaching. And that was the big deal. That's what we were saying. And, and you know, building depth is key right now. It's key, and especially coming out of these sanctions. And it looks to me, like right now it looks to me that the the, the basketball program – in the last year of the restrictions, is they're not doing too shabby. I mean, Justin Tucker would have been the icing on the cake. but
1: Well, to keep us there, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, for a little while there, we made a bunch of Final Fours, and we've made some runs. Some years we thought we were going to be better than what we were and whatnot, but we've been pretty consistent with the guys and leaving early, and I think that um, last year he was just trying to keep a competitive team out there. Yeah. I mean, you want to be yeah. competitive, you want to make the tournament, but at some point, especially with all this transition with the, you know, scholarships and everything like that and Leiden leaving, I just feel like one of those things where at some point you got to, you got to recruit, not for this year, but possibly for years down the road, you know? Yeah. And- we'll have, we'll have some school some guys that can score this year and we might bring in a one graduate transfer and, you know, it's going to be a learning year for a lot of younger guys, but. Right. That's that's how he built Syracuse, and this kind of hit it. It's kind of hit us pretty good with the sanctions and the, and the scholarships, and with people transferring. And having you know, it's just just go back to the basics, get the guys you know are going to be able to to compete and, and grow and, and help the team win a couple of years down the road. You know.
0: Yeah, I say we got the one grad transfer. Let's keep it at one.
1: Yeah, it's... and the, I mean that's the kind of guy we're looking for—a guard that can step up and play at the top because, you know, right now we're worried with him. Mean, we brought in Howard Washington, but other than that, we only got battling in, in, in uh, Frank Howard that's right. that's tested. And we've seen, I mean, who knows if we've seen the best of Frank Howard or if he's going to stay what he is or if he's going to become a little bit better. But we need a guard. I mean, maybe Howard Washington is that guy, but it wouldn't be bad to get a, a fifth-year guy in there that's, that's actually played against in competition uh, to be in there and allow – us to at least be competitive. So, um,
0: all right. Well, uh, anything else on the basketball end? I think we.
1: No, other than Leiden's doing pretty good at the combine, NBA combine. So, yeah. a lot of people there. Yeah. He had um, a couple interviews and uh, some of the stuff. One of the things I actually took out from what he said in one of his interviews, and he explained why the whole test in the waters thing, and he didn't want to do it because. He was basically saying that a lot of times guys that go to test the waters, they go and they'll do the combine train and stuff like that. And they'll listen to the NBA scouts and, OK, this is what you got to work on. This is what you got to work on. And then you go back to school. And instead of worrying about winning and the team and how your college coach wants you to play, you're thinking in the back of your head what the NBA scouts told you, like what you have to do to improve. So with him, it was more of like an honesty thing. You know what I mean? He makes it look like he like if he was going to go, he was going to go all in because he didn't want what the NBA scouts said to affect how he would come back and play at Syracuse, which I kind of see is, is kind of a legit reason. So, he's been doing pretty well. He's uh, His measurables are good, and he was one of the better percentage shooting in uh, as far as forwards go in uh, a lot of the, uh, the drills and stuff that they were doing. So, so far, so good with him. Um, and Andrew White didn't even get invited to the Combine, but I Did hear that he was in Chicago, where the combine is, doing uh, individual workouts, private workouts for uh, NBA guys and stuff like that, NBA teams. So we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. But other than that, got really nothing left for basketball. Just waiting and seeing, and next, you know, two players that are going to fill our roster for next year.
0: That's right, and that's going to be, you know, it's going to be probably news here and there until. You know,
1: Until we fill them.
0: Until, until they're filled up. Once those are filled up, that's going to probably be it for the basketball news, but we'll keep covering it until then. Uh, we had a couple decent um, – well, one really good standout recruit for football, and um, let's talk about these couple recruits, um, uh, see what you got and what I got, and then um, we'll just hit on the spring game real quick. Um, let's start with uh, Tyrone Sampson. Uh, uh, center, I believe he's like the number two center. Uh, yeah available right
1: yeah yeah Yeah. he's uh he's definitely um one of those guys his his commit list was pretty high and he was getting um looked at for a bunch of people uh they have that uh the opening which is a high school uh kind of skills challenge type thing where you get graded out and you go against the better players and he's been dominating through that and he actually made the the roster for the finals um and it's actually, you know, whether he plays center, whether he plays guard, whether he plays tackle, he's 6'3", 300 pounds. Um, he's a either he's what, a one-on-one a,
0: beast, too.
1: Right, yeah. And he's the top uh, 300 player from ESPN, which we haven't had one of those in a long time. And, you know, with bringing in DeVito, uh, that good quarterback that's coming in this year, you know, it's just it's a good – definitely a good start as far as solidifying that line. So um, that's definitely a good get. Four-star recruit. Um yeah, and he's 100% committed. I think he was even talking about um, committing early, coming to school early, so he can get a head start. So that's definitely right now our prized recruit. Hopefully more more will come with that.
0: And he, he was wanting to – actually, he was kind of testing the waters a little bit, and there was a lot of interest in him, but the only people who are really pursuing him was the Syracuse coaching staff. They are like, we want you. Everybody else is like, yeah, well, you know, touch and go on it. And he was like, well, yeah. screw it. <laughs>
1: I'm well, and Syracuse. that's what happens with the teams like us, and that I mean, we we try to recruit these guys early, and these guys kind of wait for the bigger commits. And some guys exactly. care about the schools they go to, and other right. guys they care about uh, the relationship with their coaches. And you get recruited for two, three years from the same teams, and then you have these other teams that kind of just yeah, we are interested in you, but we can't offer you a scholarship yet. Yeah, that's basically them saying yeah, they th- like somebody they like somebody else better, and they're exactly. going to wait to see what he does exactly.
0: So, um, what about Cooper Lutz? How do you Cooper like him? He's listed as he's listed as a running back, but I guess Syracuse wants to use him as like a slot receiver type.
1: Yeah, type he guy. Um, he does play running back and uh, safety in Pennsylvania, where he's from. Um, I saw some of his. Uh, I watched his tape. He played the limited games because of an injury last year, so that might be why. I mean, two four seven sports has him as a three star. I think Scout has him as a two star. But I've also heard comparisons of, you know, a uh, poor man's um, Christian McCaffrey, you know, maybe a Danny Woodhead type, but a little bit taller. So he's got some speed on, on his uh, on his tape. He outruns guys when he gets in the open field, and he's, he's got some moves, and he's a physical player when you watch him on defense. So he's not afraid of going across the middle and making those catches. Um, I think that he plays running back where he is because, you know, a lot of high schools predominantly run more than pass. Most of the time, I mean, it's not true for everybody, every state. But Pennsylvania a team, like where he is, it's better to put. You know, you, most most teams put their best athletes at running back. Doesn't mean that that's where they're going to be in, in in college. Right, because that's so,
0: that's your that's one of your. I mean, you take away quarterback. That's that's one of your most athletic positions. You got to be a you got to be versatile.
1: And well, I mean, look at Irv, Irv Phillips last year. Um, he he when he came in, he's a senior this year. When he came in, he got uh, recruited as a uh, running back. And after his first year, he went over to um, slot receiver. And last year, he was our number two receiver in the slot. And he was a running back recruited. So um, it's pretty obvious in the Babers' offense, you got the bigger the bigger receivers on the outside, smaller, little shiftier slot receivers. You know, you see him, Julian Edelman's and the West yeah, Walkers yeah. and the Cole Beasley's in the NFL. Those are the type of players that he's trying to recruit for that uh for that insides, you know, they moved Mo Neal, that was a running back last year. He was uh, recruited out of um, North Carolina. They moved him to inside receiver as well. So they, if you got hands and you're small and you can get in get in, in in and out of cuts around those uh, linebackers and be too fast for some of those linebackers and safeties to cover you, it's, it's a good match. it's a good mismatch. So I think he might end up being pretty pretty good.
0: Well they, they you know <laughs> I, I, they seem to have a lot of faith in it. I mean, all of these, let's be honest, all of these look good on paper well, or when you read articles about them, you know, so yeah. we'll just have to well, see. And,
1: I mean, it's, all of them are probably going to be positive, you know, they're usually going to be positive. So. Exactly.
0: Exactly. You're not going to recruit someone and then uh, have, have a, you know, a hit piece written up on them at Syracuse.com. Right. And you mentioned 24 yeah. uh, seven sports. Yeah, it is like the best go to for any for for NFL for college football for college basketball. They do yeah. they got a, a hell of an organization. They touch on everything.
1: Yeah, they're awesome. They they do. I mean, a lot of the stuff that they do as far as um, recruiting and stuff like that is a lot of like an average of the other recruiting things. But they kind of you know throwing it. You throw an average out there between, ES, between ESPN and Scout and rivals.com and stuff like that, then usually you can get a good peg on something, but right. there's some, some stuff through politics and some stuff, I mean, a lot of these kids can't even get to these camps based upon money or travel or stuff like that, so when it comes to recruiting kids, there's so many high schools and so many states and so many players and only a f- very, very few actually make D1 so, I mean it comes down to your system and, and whether or not you can fit them in it some players are good for some teams some players aren't for another, so but I, mean, I can definitely see an uptick of of, uh, of players and commitments and the type of players. I can see what type of players that uh, Babers is uh, trying to recruit from last year to this year. and Even since then, we've gotten two um, two commits from uh, two linebackers, one six, three, 195 pounds, another one 6'2", two, 215. Um, they play in uh, – Good areas with high competition, one's from D.C. Juan Wallace is from D.C., and uh, Jaquarius Smith is from um, from Florida. Um, so we've got some commits. So far we got six in the class, and I know that there's going to be a couple guys where there's going to be bigger schools that are going to come knocking. So hopefully that recently passed uh, early early signing period in December might work for us this year.
0: All right, well, so, let, me, let me ask you something. Um, the spring game kind of lackluster, you know, obviously they're not like we talked before we went on air that, you know, they're not going, they're not going full speed. No one wants to get hurt, but there was, there was like what, five turnovers or something. Um, yeah. you know, so here's here's my question is our offense. Does our offense need that much work? Is our defense that good or is it just the circumstances?
1: I think it's all circumstantial. Okay, so really. so I think it's so it's you're what, not taking what,
0: much away from that game
1: then. You you uh, it, you really can't. Right. I mean, okay. as a as a fan, like when I went to when I was in Syracuse, me and my buddy we'd go there to kind of check out the seats, ticket prices, because they also have that. They if you go there during a, usually during a spring game they'll have sections and have signs that'll tell you how much it is for a season ticket in that section. So you can go around and kind of see what the views are. And you can actually sign up for season tickets and you can basically learn more about the team and the upcoming players based off the players we lost. And just, just to get a look at the team, but it's very vanilla. I mean, it was the first string offense going against the second string defense and the first string defense going against the second string offense and, they're not going to come out and show their whole playbook. They're not going to come out and play hard. Um, what was Babers? He, he talked about it. he had a He had a, a quote saying something about, you know, with brothers. When when you have brothers growing up, you play physical. You may even fight, but at the end of the day, you can't leave any bruises because if you leave bruises, then mom or dad's going to be upset. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly, so yeah. That's basically the way that it was. They wanted to go out there and play competitive and, and, and get reps. Get and, reps and get, um,
0: some, get some practice in. and, and get, Without get,
1: anybody getting hurt, yeah, you know. Get, get and, and at the same on. time, not show everybody or, you know, give any other teams any type of, you know, they're going to be very vanilla. They're not going right. to go crazy through the playbook. and
0: Right. Well, it was all dive plays and draws on, on the oh, running yeah. end. So. Well, we're
1: not even going to run that much when it comes down to it in, in the games anyway. Anybody that's watched the, the teams last year, we, we really didn't run that much. As much as we didn't run effective and we do have to be able to do that, we didn't run that much. Even if we're effective, I don't know how much we'll run. But plus that defense, they they practice against that offense all you know, throughout spring the spring game. So usually when it comes down to the way the Syracuse runs their spring games, usually that's kind of what it's like. Usually the defense dominates because of the fact that they're so vanilla and they've been practicing against the same plays, the same kids. So it's just they know what they're looking at. So exactly, it's easy for them. It's easier for them for to adjust, and I mean, on top of that, we don't really even have the depth that other teams do. when you get to Alabama's and some of the other you know big schools, and they got gray shirts. They got walk-ons that are, I mean, really good. They could probably get D one scholarship somewhere else, but they're trying to get on that team. So, they got the depth. They want to, do to win. And we can, yeah, and we we don't have the depth. We don't have the um. We, we don't have the depth to, to chance any of those type of injuries and stuff like that. So just going out there, showing the fans a little bit of what we got and some of the players introducing themselves and, and just staying healthy was, was pretty much what that was all about. So
0: exactly. So what, you know, a big problem last year was the line we've got, we've got the um, um, recruit we just talked about yep. on the line and, you know, protecting Dungy so what do you see for, you know, what what we need? Because uh, as far as making moves, it's kind of been a little slow. So what, what do we need?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough to, to break down what you actually really need. You know, as far as his his system and, and the way that they, he goes about things, I trust that he's going to recruit the players that we need. And the players that we need or the positions that we need, they may very well be – on our roster, but with, when you have the state of a program like we have, you have to hope that these, these kids can come in, redshirt, get stronger, get bigger, get faster, and be able to come. I mean, there's not too many linemen that just come in and start their freshman year. You know, there's a lot of guys in high school that got to come in and get bigger, faster, stronger, and Schaefer's last recruiting class and then Baber's first recruiting class. The last two recruiting classes pretty much we got I think something like 10 or 11 offensive linemen and I think mm-hmm. eight or nine of them red-shirted. So we're just very young in those positions. That's that's really where I see a lot of – I mean, our defense struggled. So as far as defense, everything, I think the, we have young talent. It just has to get bigger, faster, stronger, really. That's really what it comes down to. We're not going ever going to be able to turn the corner playing against the Louisville and Clemson and, and Florida State every year because they're so far ahead of us in the trenches, in the offensive line, defensive line, and you know just as well as I do that a lot of the times that's where the games are won and lost. So,
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: That's, so. it, that's what we need, but like I said, we're so young there that that talent might be there. It just might be one or two years away.
0: You know, and, and like you said, Babers only has one full recruiting class in so far. Right, so, right. You know, it's a rebuilding year again since, oh, I don't know, McNabb.
1: <laughs> it's been well, like I said, when you're just when you're when your coaching staff is a revolving door, it's very hard to i
0: know right i I love hard.
1: babers though what what do you think do you I know? like babers I okay. like the way that he i like the way he talks to the media I like the way that he gets his players pumped up he's a player's coach he's proven that he's that he's he's a proven commodity as far as wherever he's gone, right. so it just—it just comes down to can he sell the program? Can he get the players? You know, I mean, last year he got a pretty good quarterback to come in, and he's going to be a true freshman this year. Will he play over Dungey? Probably not. But you can see the stepping stones. Now we got this four-star offensive lineman. You know, we're starting to get some good defensive guys in. Um, so it—it it just it, what, what it is really is that to make the comeback from where we are. And it started when we were in the Big East, and it just came over to the ACC. Right. You know, we started we started going downhill in the Big East.
0: Yeah, we, it's Greg, been with,
1: years. we lost we lost bad, bad a lot of a lot of games. with Greg Robinson, and then you know to the point where six and six was a good. You know, at this point, just going bowling is good for us, and that's really where right now our expectations have to be, especially now in the ACC with our schedule. I mean, if you looked at our schedule.
0: Um, I haven't. No.
1: Yeah, that, that you, schedule is. You told me about is, it, though. I mean, earlier in the year, CBS Sports I think had them at um, the number one as far as strength schedule. Bleacher Report a month later had them at number fourteen. Either way, they're um, they got a tough road, man. They they have a tough road. I mean, they, you talk about shoot at Florida State at LSU. Oh, <laughs> at my at my at, at Miami. I mean, we yeah. play we play Louisville and Florida State and Clemson every year. NC State's been getting better, and they're better than us in the places that we're not that good, especially offensive line, defensive line. And then you talk about now we got to play Miami and we got to play LSU. I mean, are you kidding me? It's tough, but at the same time, <clears throat> the ESPN. I saw an article about ESPN. They were talking about the Football Power Index, and it's based on just analytic stuff and ten thousand simulations of the game, and and they actually had um, they have Syracuse's forty-fifth in that um, in the uh, football power index, and they have him them actually going six and six, which would be two games better than last year.
0: Which would bowl, so that'd be bowl time.
1: Which would be bowl time, but again, I mean, we haven't been very healthy as far as quarterback goes for the past couple of years, so
0: right. I
1: mean, that's really what it comes down to us is we don't have the – we play such a phys- bunch of physical teams, tough talent, tough competition. And if we have a couple – if we have certain people to go down, we don't have the depth to fix that. So people got to stay healthy.
0: All right. Well, you want to hit up on some uh, Syracuse lacrosse real quick? The tournament started today.
1: Uh, yeah, tournament tournament started today. Um, since we talked – well, I mean, we pretty, pretty much we talked about it and we could wrap it up just in the sense of – uh, we started out two and zero, lost the one point game to Army. Then we went undefeated until the ACC tournament. We were number one seed in the ACC tournament. Got a bye. Played played North Carolina. Um, actually, we were down. I think it was a thirteen to four at um, halftime, and we came back and we outscored them eight to nothing in the third quarter and got it to twelve to thirteen. Ended up losing by one point in the ACC tournament. So that's the only reason um, that we're the number two seed in the in the in the tournament so we ended up 12 and 2 got the two seed um we ended up having eight wins by one goal
0: yeah i know it's eight, crazy
1: eight out of 12 is one goal and three of them were in overtime
0: yeah a couple of them are the north carolina one we were losing like i mean we're getting our asses handed to us basically
1: yeah oh yeah well that's the thing too is the, both of our losses is by one goal so, yeah, I mean, you're talking 10 out of our 14 games were one goal games. So, but yeah, um, the game is 730 started today. Uh, first game actually was the game that if we win, we play the winner of Towson. Towson beat Penn State 12 to 8. So, but um, our game is tomorrow at 730. It's on ESPNU or you can watch it on watch ESPN. Um, and uh, it's against Yale and Yale beat Brown. Was to say, um, ten to nine,
0: yeah,
1: to uh, in the Ivy League championship in their tournament to actually get the, um, the bid? to get the automatic yeah to get the bid. But they ended up um, they ended up ten and five in their season. Uh, the only thing that really scares me is the fact that they have one of the best players in in the country on their team. Um, ben Reeves is a big attackman. He can use both hands, and um, he averaged over five points a game out of. The third, I guess he've only played in 13 out of the 15 games um because of injury but out of the 13 games he he averaged over he was like five point2 points a game so he's um he's in the the, the running for the Twarden, i think that's what it's called uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right but it's basically like the it's college MVP, lacrosse right player. yeah it's so like basically the college college uh, cross player of the year yeah so right. he's in the running for that and um yeah, that's really the guy that we got to maintain, contain, and um, hopefully they can learn from their mistakes. I don't know why there's so many one-one goal games. Uh, it has seemed in some games that they could that they come out hot and they could they could put them away and they kind of just kind of lollygag and next thing you know it's a close game again. Let the team in it and maybe it's just for the drama at the end to keep the fans on their seats. I don't know, but well, we'll see. How, um, how they- I'm looking forward to it. Look,
0: yeah, how they start off tomorrow, we'll see how they start off tomorrow, and and you know, I, I think they'll go far. I mean, I'm not like, I, I I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm some big huge lacrosse fan, but I know that it it means it meant a lot to me. Not even growing up, really watching it, it meant a lot to me for them to you know win in the tournament, and I would watch it. So, you know, yeah, it's a big deal. Oh, to Syracuse yeah, well, I mean, the man, lacrosse team.
1: I don't really watch too. T- I I watch as much as I can. Um, when it's on TV down here in North Carolina. So it's not every game I can catch, but, you know, it's not like I watch it religiously, but I do pay attention to it and I watch the important games. And honestly, the only reason, if, if this Ben Reeves guy for Yale wasn't that good, then I would I would have nothing. So I'm just Right, exactly. You know, it's not like I watch Yale on a regular basis, Yale <laughs> lacrosse on a regular basis. So. Yeah, I know. Um, but at the same time, their, their uh, Desco, their coach, they said that this is one of the um, – most competitive fields in a long time and that you know they didn't get an easy draw but of course you know opponents always downplay you know the other opponents and make it seem like it's going to be a game you always got to take everybody um seriously so and then Syracuse has had some some uh, years where they haven't taken it seriously and they get bowed out early so
0: yeah well, they have so, a good team this year so we'll just have to see 7:30 tomorrow Yeah um so I guess that is going to wrap up our May episode. Uh, look forward to seeing you in a month. Um, next month we'll, <laughs> we'll do our June episode. Until football starts up, we'll just keep doing it once a month, and uh, just to yeah. just to put out some content. And um, I think we packed it. We packed a yeah. lot of information in about thirty five minutes. So um, yeah. we appreciate we'll it. Uh, get on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash QS Nation podcast. We appreciate you uh, tuning in, taking a listen. Remember to share it. Get on Facebook, um, hit us up, give us a like there. And that's it. So for Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Till next month. Later. Peace.
1: You just heard the QS Nation podcast with Sean and Joe.
0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
1: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
0: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.